0: and uh, welcome to a, n- another, sorry I'm trying to do two things at once here, welcome to another edition of Dauntless the Podcast. Um, today's episode is um, a lengthy one, it's the longest one that I've done so you may have to listen to this one in two, three, maybe even four sittings. Um, it's going to stretch for about two hours, but I think you're going to really, uh, enjoy it. Um, today I interview a, uh, my nephew, um, Jason, who is a boy, lack of a better word, a survivor. Um, he has gone through some things in his life that um, unfortunately in some cases are all too familiar to people. Um, And then he's also done some extraordinary things in his uh, military career for uh, our country. But just to get some um, housekeeping out of the way. Uh, I'd like to thank bensound.com for the royalty-free intro music that you're hearing in the background. Um, Also, um, find Dauntless the Podcast on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can uh, reach out to us on our Facebook page, Dauntless the Podcast. You can email us at dauntlesspodcast at gmail. And you can find us also at Anchor FM slash Dauntless the podcast, where you can leave us um, basically like a voicemail if you want um, and stuff like that. And I and I can uh, incorporate those into the show or not or just listen to them. So please uh, reach out to us on any of those platforms. Um, stop in, say hi, send an email, hit the Facebook page. I. I usually check that a couple three times a day and reply if needed. Um I also post updates uh inspirational memes that I run across uh and other things. So um word of warning on today's uh episode. Um there is some language used, um but once you hear what this guy has gone through, um I think you'll understand. Um he is a uh, combat decorated vet, um, did some amazing things um, for our country that uh, has gone uh, unseen, unheard, um, unrecognized, with the exception of uh, he did receive a bronze star for something that he did in combat. He has been physically abused, mentally abused. He's been paralyzed. He's been stabbed 12 times. He's been shot two times. He's been addicted to drugs, prescription um, due to some of his injuries. And he has survived 100% of the days that were thrown in front of him truly an incredible story. And I hope that you, um, can find inspiration in his story. I hope that you can find, um, courage in his story, um, for even deciding to put this out there to the universe. Um, yeah, quite a, uh, quite a courageous thing. Um, this is the first time that he's ever, um, talked about this, um, outside of, you know, going through uh, professional help and, you know, talking with his sweetheart Mandy and, you know, he was pretty nervous about doing it. Um, thought about canceling it a few times. Um, but ultimately decided to, to come on and, and, um, and talk. So, you know please um you know come at this with an open mind if if this guy can survive all of the things that he um has survived you know from a very young age um up until uh as recently as as um, a few days ago when i uh, interviewed him boy sure makes what but at least it makes what I'm going through seem like uh, small potatoes. Um, and he is truly an inspiring guy and I hope you enjoy it. Hope you enjoy getting to know, um, Jason, uh, again, please, if you have any questions for him, um, you can reach out through, um, the Facebook group. Uh, he's a member there. He'll be able to see it and probably respond to you there. um, if you want to send something private, please send it to DauntlessPodcast at Gmail, and I will forward it to him. Um, but, uh, yeah, without without further ado, um, here is, uh, how do I say it, combat veteran, decorated combat veteran, um, Jason Krennic, telling his story on... My humble little seven, eight, nine listener (laughs) podcast show, Dauntless the Podcast, where we uh, talk about um, defeating life's challenges. And this is definitely an episode that uh, is is all about defeating some major, major challenges. And I hope hope you enjoy it. Um, Please let me know. If you do, and without uh, further ado, I will um, press play on the recording. So, here is Jason Krennic. All right, so Jason, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? Hey,
1: thanks for having me.
0: How are you? Things well?
1: Um, yeah, man, fantastic. Yeah. Uh... Been a challenging couple of months but uh yeah no it's uh everything's going really good, good. Uh, we're heading that way and uh yeah everything's good
0: good i'm glad to hear it and i'm uh, uh i'm super glad to hear that so uh just in in full disclosure um to everybody or all seven eight of you listening <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe a few more now i don't know um full disclosure jason is my um nephew um and, you know, knowing you my whole life, with the exception of a 30-year um, disconnect that we had due to no fault of our own. Um, right. But, um, you know, I remember um, I was uh, the one that let you get your first taste of a McDonald's shake. Um,
1: <laughs> and... I still love them, chocolate. still love them, <laughs> To this day, absolutely.
0: Uh, I'll never forget the look on your face when you when that ice cream, you know, hit your mouth. You're like, Whoa, "What is this? I love this!" And then you didn't want anything else. You just wanted the rest of my shake. So yeah, thank you very much for that. You still owe me one.
1: Oh yeah, man! And uh, now <laughs> I know who to blame for my uh, your love, little, uh, uh, love for McDonald's chocolate shakes. So that's
0: funny. Yeah. So you. Um, have been through, um, you know, a lot, um, that, that I know about. And, um, since we've reconnected, you've filled me in on a lot more, um, that you've gone through. And I think this, uh, you agreeing to be on this is going to be, well, what I hope super helpful, um, to somebody out there, um, that hears it because, I mean, you cover a huge, um, um, I don't know, notebook, I guess, if you will, or a huge.
1: Gambit? Yeah. Maybe that's the right
0: uh, word, I don't know. Yeah, a, a gambit, sure, that works. Um, you know, again, to everybody, not a professional podcast guy here, not a professional interviewer, just a schlub with a microphone <laughs> and a record button, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, um, but you've been through a hell of a lot um, from, you know, eight years old and up. And I think if somebody hears what you've gone through, how you've gone through it and where you are today, um, I think you are a massive inspiration, um, to people out there. And I know, I know what you've gone through and how you've survived. It is a massive inspiration to me and it makes oh, me man, want to do you. better. So,
1: yeah, that's, um, you know, uh leading up to this uh, you know i think we kind of talked about it anyways was uh um i almost backed out several times um i'm not a fan of the poor me or um let my laundry hang out for everybody to see dirty laundry or w- whatever the saying is yeah um I, I i i don't like that kind of attention yeah um, i don't like the focus on me i don't think i'm anything special or whatever um, to the point that, yeah, I almost, I almost called it off a few times. Um, it was making me sweat about, <laughs> and, uh, Mandy's actually the one who, uh, you know, pointed out, she said, you know, uh, from childhood all the way up through adulthood, wouldn't you have been so thankful to just be able to relate with somebody that's, uh, just even gone through parts of what you have, wouldn't that make a huge difference, um, and the answer is yes you know um so ultimately that's kind of uh why I, uh why i'm doing this right now is uh so, just, what,
0: so yeah, what you're saying is anybody man so what you're saying is i need to um you know buy a gift to mandy for you for you coming on and, and doing the show <laughs> right i need to take care of her
1: you can thank her because if it wasn't for her um yeah it probably wouldn't have happened (laughs) that's 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 actually a fact so right on She's amazing so well mandy i know you're gonna listen to this
0: so with her so so thank you so much for pushing him to to do this um (laughs) I, i know for for me personally when um i had to do the episode on me um man i really i struggled with it as well it's like uh you know when when my wife Rebecca said, "Hey, you need to do that. And you need to talk about it because people want to know because you started talking about it," and I'm like, um, "Yeah, but I don't want to," <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, started being a little whiny, whiny. <laughs> you know, and... we're very
1: similar, I think, in that fact. You know, where uh... yeah, I I, I I don't necessarily want to be on the you know the spotlight i mean with my work and everything else you know yes but uh, i don't particularly care for drawing a whole bunch of attention to myself you know i try to always flown under the radar so to speak so but yeah yeah it's uh you know it's it's, it's not easy stuff um i i i actually start talking about it i've come you know found peace with it over the last few years but it's 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 not easy stuff to talk about um, yeah it's been you know pretty uh pretty pretty rough i mean i guess uh from the beginning uh like I, I told you um my first memory in life is my biological father um chasing my mother uh around our apartment um with me running behind him um and yeah as he was you know beating her Mm -hmm. um horribly Uh, and the craziest thing is is when I actually talked to my mom about this years ago um I remember for whatever reason um I remember running after him laughing um that's what I thought like you know I remember this and I remember you know, afterwards and her face being you know, all swollen up and the cops and everything else. Um, and she said, no, you're running after him, screaming for him to stop. Hmm. And I don't know if it's like the brain going into, you know, self-protection pro- mode there or what it is, but kind of crazy. But, yeah, that's um, that's really my first memory in life Yeah, uh, was that.
0: Yeah, I uh, remember that day. I remember that day vividly, yeah.
1: Yeah. So pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. Um, yeah.
0: Pretty crappy. <laughs> More than like, you know, let's just call it what it is. It's pretty, that's a pretty crappy first memory.
1: Yeah. It's, it's shit. <laughs> let's call it what it is. Yeah. It's absolute shit. But you know, it's, it's crazy. We only, normal is, you know, it's so relevant to each, each person. I mean, my what my life to me is just normal so when people say hey you've done some pretty crazy stuff been through crazy situations and you know through that through abuse through combat through you know just through the works to me Mm -hmm. it's like yeah yeah you know it's just crazy because to me that's just normal but yeah uh when i started to share my story a little bit finally just i mean gosh i was uh Thirty-seven years old, maybe. Uh, before I really talked to anybody, um, I mean, even with like Mandy, um, the human being I trust more than anybody I've ever trusted, mm-hmm. even her. Um, I just, I, I never talked about anything. Um, yeah. You know, if family was brought up, she was like, "Oh yeah, you know, we don't, we're not really close," and that was it. And she kind of knew not to push it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which isn't healthy, you know, and which is another reason why I'm kind of agreeing to do this is, uh, yeah, there there is a positive outcome. Yeah. Um, that can be achieved. Um, well, you know, I mean, so to yeah. to
0: to get through that positive ending, I mean, we we have to walk through a lot of, as you said, shit. So, you know, um, after that first memory um, that I recall, your life didn't didn't get a whole lot better with the this you know as as time went on so let's let's uh let's jump into that Mm -hmm. and um because i know out there there's a lot of people um that have are going through have gone through um what what you're about to describe um in your childhood
1: yeah yeah um you know it's 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 yeah, it, it was uh, not great. I mean, when uh, I'm asked about it, um, I'll say, you know, tell people uh, if you've ever seen A Boy's Life with uh, Robert Robert De Niro and um, Leonardo DiCaprio, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you've yeah. ever seen that, that kind of gives it a flavor as to... You know, kind of how it was when I was growing up uh, is the closest thing. I mean, I saw that movie and it left me numb for the next day, except for mine was um, a lot more brutal, violent and ugly um, physically and mentally, psychological warfare. I mean, uh, that I didn't know I was you know, yeah, you, part know of or, you don't know or you're being subject so to, to that so yeah yeah man uh it was rough um yeah i i i, I don't know where to go from
2: there yes
0: yeah. you know i i think uh, you know because i i experienced some of that in you know in in my childhood as well it's like you know when psychological warfare is all you know i mean yeah. you don't know you're you, you don't know that that's happening you know you don't know those things
1: it's so. is relevant, like normal, you know, it's just, that's, that's your reality, you know, no, no other. I do. And I think my saving grace, um, to a point is that I, even back then, I always remember as far, far back as I can go, um, having anxiety about that and the feeling of this not being okay. I didn't, I couldn't label it. I couldn't tell you that's what was going on mm. or, uh, anything like that. But, i just always had that uh gut feeling so to speak and um yeah i always just had a feeling okay whatever this is it's not okay and it's not right Mm -hmm. and um i think kind of realizing that um it's probably the reason why i'm not dead Mm -hmm. or dead honestly yeah uh, by some you know so somehow so so
0: you were you were put through you know the you know, mental abuse, as they call it, and physical abuse. So when do yeah. you, when do you remember those things starting?
1: Oh, man. Um, before kindergarten, really, um, you know, where it it started getting kind of violent. Um, I re- my first memory of it is um, I must have been four or five, and I had the flu, and. Uh, Somebody, well, uh, my stepfather um, tried, you know, giving me, I think it was Tom's or something along the line of that. Um, and I spit it out. So, uh, yeah, uh, he took it, jammed it in my mouth, picked me up, slammed me against the wall. and kept shaking me. Um, and, yeah, I don't know, I was four or five, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my first memory of that. And uh, mind you, I was, like, horribly, I had the flu. Um, I don't know where my mom was at the time, um, but that kind of became, you know, ongoing theme. Um, A lot of it is when she wasn't within. uh, Yeah, when she wasn't there or she couldn't hear or see, you know, like part of the psychological warfare was that. And if I cried, whined or whatever. It was kind of shucked off as, uh, you know, oh, he's just, you know, kids in their imagination. No, I didn't do that to the point where, um, really, that that messed with me, I mean, forever, um, yeah. decades, where I almost started, you know, I did kind of almost question myself. I started questioning my own judgment, my own memories, you know. Um, it's insane because, I mean, it needs to be probably pointed out that, this man is a uh, ex-Navy SEAL um, who, you know, it, yeah, they're in already a Navy assort. sort. Um, they're trained for that. Um, I know. I tried to be a Navy SEAL. I made it to butts. Um, and, yeah, so, you yeah, that's probably, know, that's probably my first memory of it. Where it got really physical um, was I had to be just a little under eight years old. And uh I was giving uh well i'll paint it out here. I was uh hanging out with a neighbor girl. I was giving her a ride on the back of my bike. Uh it was like uh it wasn't a schwinn but it had that, you know, really long banana type seat
2: bike. Mm, yep.
1: And uh she somehow she was on the back, I was pedaling she fell off and kinda, you know, cut her ankle a bit. Nothing serious. Um we still hung out for a little while. She went home. Um, you yeah, know it must have been an hour later uh we get a knock on the door i answer the door it's a little girl and her dad um my dad stepdad walks up and uh yeah asks what's going on and uh she well you know no big deal uh the kids were playing and she fell off the back of the bike and hurt her ankle uh, but no big deal just you know just want the kids to be safe you know understandable and uh Next thing I remember is him saying, okay, thank you, shutting the door, um, looking at me and saying, do you do this? And before I could even answer, the next thing I know, uh, I'm waking up um, on the floor. Um, I got knocked out cold, Uh, you know, straight up punching in the side of the head, knocked out cold. I don't know how long, but uh, I do remember waking up being very confused not understanding why I was on the floor, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that was kind of the beginning. Um, well, now you're in the beginning, but the beginning of when it got started getting really brutal. Yeah, um, I guess you could say. So, yeah,
0: yeah, I remember um, one time you came over uh, to the house and you had a whole side of your face was was uh, black and blued up, and um, we were asking like, "Hey, what the heck?" what the heck happened, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I remember your mom wouldn't let you talk. She answered for you and said that, oh, you were riding your bike and you hit a tree. And <laughs> I'm like, you know, yeah. I smashed the side of my face in riding my bike, but mm-hmm. it didn't look like that. So, you know, my skepticism... The old
1: six only fell down the stairs. Yeah. Why type, Yeah. I guess, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, if you, if it started that violent at eight. And I remember that, what, you were 10, 11, maybe at that time. Oh, um, God, yeah. And, uh, I can't imagine, um, you know, going, going through it. How long, how long did that type of, uh, well, I'm going to call it what it is. How long did that abuse happen?
1: Uh, up until I went in the Navy. Um, the last time I saw him, and uh, was at home before, um, I shipped off the boot camp was, uh, Um, I heard him talking to his mother, um, something about me, um, actually joining the Navy and, uh, my girlfriend at the time and I were sitting downstairs watching TV and mind you, I rarely ever had people over at my house. Um, I can imagine, you know, yeah, well, the, 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 thing that that's just wild is, um, you know, everybody, all my friends thought he was awesome. Um, even Mandy, who's met him, uh, the seven years we've been together, um, she's met him, I think two or three times and, um, she's like, wow. Yeah, no, he, he, he seems, you know, pretty awesome. Really good guy, whatever. And he is, you know, can be funny and everything else. Um, anyways, I, yeah, I was sitting down with my girlfriend at the time and, um, I heard him on the phone with his mom who had moved to Florida um saying you know just horrible things about me how you know he doubted i'd even joined and you know just what a piece of you know shit that i am and i never amount to anything i'm not you know lethargic and just I i won't even go into all of it it's it's ugly you know we get the point here and then you know my girlfriend at the time looking at me nervous because by that point I started flipping my shit, where I would go up and confront him um, as I did that day, and I started coming up the stairs, a split entryway house, and I was already screaming at him. Um, you know, anyways, he came to the top of uh, the second floor, and I would start bum rushing him um, from the entryway up the stairs. And I got a couple licks on them, and uh, just like it started when I was, you know, seven, almost eight, you know, woke up on the tile um, in the entryway, you know, bleeding from my, my nose, my mouth, and I had a concussion.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, you know, and that's all it went. I mean, so it went all the way through. And the thing, I, I think most people who have been through not ideal childhood or any kind of abuse, um, the the mental and emotional abuse f- is far worse than any physical uh, abuse that I've ever gone through. Anyways, I mean, all the black eyes, you know, busted lips, whatever, bruises, all that fun stuff. That 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 heals, man. You know, it's the uh, it's the physical stuff that really. Well, for me anyways really really stuck and uh did more damage than that even I think. Yeah, know? the mental so, the
0: mental stuff did more damage than the physical. Yeah.
1: You know, it's um that's the hard part of getting over that stuff for me anyways. Well, you know, I, um, I, I think you look at it
0: this way because you can see your friends, right? And the and the lives that they have with, with their parents, um, and stuff <laughs> like that. And you're like going, Well, wait a minute, you know how come you know how come you know their dad's not beating the crap out of them um you know oh it
1: wasn't even just that i mean it was uh i and i experienced this with um mandy's family all the time um yeah it 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 still affects me to a point where it's not your net like they talk to each other you Mm. know it's not um you know he walks in the door and, oh, this is messed up, I'll tell you after this part. But uh, he walks in the door and, get downstairs, I'm talking to your fucking mother. And that was it. then um, if I was lucky, I would go a week or two uh, where I could avoid him. Um, and that would be the best case scenario was something like that. Mm. Whereas when I moved back um, maybe four years ago from uh, Washington, um, I ended up staying there. Um, for, oh, I don't know, a week or two. And I, one day, I was on the couch, I was watching TV, and I heard um, the front door open. And I kid you not, uh, before I even knew what I was doing, I popped up, ran, and went down the hallway, because uh, when you walk in the door, uh, you can kind of see downstairs. Uh, and I ran in the hallway, and I was standing there, and, um, damn, man. I Started shaking everything else, um, and then it hit me like, hold on a second, you know, I'm like 36, 37, something like that. What in the hell am I doing? You know, mm-hmm. it's such an ingrained reaction to that kind of stuff where I didn't even realize it, I was doing it, yeah. it was just automatic bam, you know, um, where that messed me up. I mean, the amount of Shame, uh, I felt for myself, you know. Um, just like, man, what is wrong with you? You probably, you, you know, take off and run like, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's it, we we're talking earlier, it's you know, ripple in the palm man, you know, that kind of stuff, yeah, it, you know, flowing yeah, yeah. through, uh, in ways I never even expected, yeah. And, um, and, until and I you finally, know... um, went and talked to somebody at the VA. Yeah. You
0: know you know when when that. when that happens I mean you know you instantly went back to like holy crap I'm I'm you know eight nine ten eleven now and shit's gonna get real so I need to run
1: and hide mm-hmm. you
0: know versus it
1: still happens now man I mean not not like that but um you know like with Mandy or any other relationship I have um if, you know we get an argument or something like that and um the voices start getting loud um and you know my ex-wife said the same thing and at the time I I, I wrote it off this was you know 10 years ago um i sh- she put it that I basically turned into a scared child which was you know something I was not prepared to even think of it you know or even entertain the possibility you know it's like mm-hmm. oh get out of here you know mm-hmm. six two, two 250 pound tattooed all get out in pretty good shape you know combat veteran you know i'm not you know oh well scared kid you yeah. know and uh the truth of the matter is even to this day um you know it's something i'm still dealing with with you're with, with mandy um who's obviously absolutely no threat. Um, you know, all five, five and hundred pounds of her, mm. you know, I mean it, it, it's just yeah, it, I'll catch myself. It's automatic defensive survival mode that um still, you know, rivals on from back then. Yeah. And she pretty much said the same thing as Max's wife. She's like, you know, honey it's you know, if you know we get in a fight, you know or whatever else um yeah it's it's scary to see where you go and it's like the inner child a frightened child just pops out where i am loud and you know i'm always uh, always on alert anyways for military and i guess the way i grew up um but yeah it, it's crazy man
0: yeah there was a yeah you know, my wife had uh, some violence in her home uh, while she was growing up, and I remember, funny story, <laughs> well, a couple of them, actually, she's going to kill me for these, but um, <laughs> um, we were just married and living in this little basement apartment thing, and I don't know, you know, typical me, I was probably being a smart ass and um, saying something, <laughs> right, and I was saying <laughs> something to her, and the next thing I know, this, um, container deodorant just explodes on the mirror right next to me. So, you know, I must have just, like I said, just been a smart ass and she just got so mad that she went instantly into fight mode where, you know, where she got that from and yeah. picked that thing up and launched it at my head and it missed yeah. me and hit the mirror and exploded. I saw that, I just turned around and looked at her, and I probably didn't make things any better, but I just started to laugh. I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And um, Yeah, you
1: probably didn't make anything better, yeah. Probably
0: not. <laughs> you know, um, another time we got in this rage or argument, and we were doing dishes, and there were dirty dishes on the countertop, and she just took her arm and just wiped them right onto the floor yeah. and just broke them all. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man! You again, know, smart-ass you know, Adam comes uh, out, and I, I just— had- I just look at her and I said, "Well, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I said, smart-ass Adam came out and I looked at her and I said, well, that was good. Now we have to buy new dishes.
1: <laughs> oh man. Wow. You're looking breathing, right? <laughs> but, um, it, you know, but it, it's that's how it goes, man. And
2: it's just, yeah.
1: it's, it's, it's an ingrained almost survival mechanism. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it pops out and I I'm sure she would agree as would anybody. It's, it's not something you're really proud of.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: you know, it's, I mean me, if after I got out of the military, I mean that, I was not okay for a long time. I mean, well you, I mean, yeah, you, same kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you went through a just, lot
0: of, you went through a lot poof, of crap in, in your military career and, and to make that transition real quick, it's, you know, yeah. um, even Re- rebecca says that you know there's there's still times to this day and it's been what 29 years since i think the dish episode but um wow. like if 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 um my collector voice comes out it instantly takes her to a place where she's like okay this is go time and i'm not going out without a fight
1: yep oh and man just yeah relates exactly to what i'm saying where the raised voices um if I mean, and then the worst, the horrible part about it is being in that situation, um, like her, me, and anybody else has been through, you know, shit they shouldn't have had to go through, is that um, you look back, it's like, what the hell, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there's no thought, pause, and then reaction, you know? It's just whatever happens reaction there's yeah. no pause time yeah. um and that's been you know it's it's a survival mechanism yeah um you know same with me like mandy it, or whoever it's not just mandy but um you know it starts getting escalated and um you know immediately in okay let's go time um i mean i don't act on it um you know i don't anymore back after I got out of the military, um, you know, I'll I'd go looking for it almost. But um, yeah, man, it's 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 not a really
2: it's
1: it's for me it's shameful. Yeah. Um. You know, and sit there and kick yourself like why, why can't I control this? Like, you know, am I just a spaz? Everything else. I mean, that that was really hard to deal with. I, I mean, and it still comes up. Like I said today. Um, you know, to a point, but uh it just keeps in that it keeps you in a loop where it's just a, a shameful um yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's it's tough to there's sorry there's, this stuff kinda of puts me off.
0: No, that's right. I'm it's a it's, little
1: scattered. I apologize. <laughs> it's,
0: you know, it's a hundred percent fine. I mean you're not a professional interviewee. I'm not a professional interviewer. So we're just, you know, two guys talking about some horrible shit that went down, and and hopefully us talking about it maybe will help somebody else, or you know maybe they can relate to it and say you know oh geez maybe yeah I can relate you know or uh, yeah what how they handled that situation maybe that'll help me handle that. Now I would advise anybody against laughing at somebody that throws deodorant at them, <laughs> um,
1: just <laughs> right. or a large. You know, uh, or tattooed if, combat vet. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah don't don't scream at him. Don't, don't <laughs> you, do know um, you know that? Uh, you know. Yeah, you know, and that's just it. It's it, it's it's talking about this stuff. I mean, this is real. It's an you know, yeah. I'm not a professional interviewee or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's 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 real, and it's, it's, it's not easy stuff to talk
0: about. It's not, uh, and you know, but it's, it's
1: necessary. It, it is, and if, it's it, if it's, it can help somebody, you know, that's that's literally the only reason I'm doing this. It's um,
0: it's really because there is a
1: positive outcome at the end of all this, as yeah. to where I am today. Hundred percent, yeah, you know, There is, you know, a positive, um, there's a positive ending, I guess you could say. I
0: don't know. It's hard for me, honestly, to listen to it, Jason, um, from being, from your uncle's point of view. It's really hard for me to hear, um, you know, all the stuff that you went through that I didn't know about. Because in my brain, I'm like, man, had I known how bad it was, I'd have come over to your house. I'd have picked you up from school and you'd have never gone back there. You know, I would have I would have done whatever I could do as an uncle at that time, which probably isn't a whole heck of a lot. But in my brain, I'm like, you know, yeah, you had to come live with me and I would have raised you to be even a bigger smart ass than you are now. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it's a tall task. It it wouldn't have been violent. I can guarantee you that because, you know, I'm not I mean, when 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 it's time yeah i can flip a switch and be violent but for the most part i don't i'm not you know i'll avoid the conflict until somebody doesn't want me to avoid the conflict and then it's like okay game on let's go um so um
1: that's something i actually growing up for a long time um you know my mind's forever going it never shuts off i can't shut it off i i'm a horrible sleeper i never sleep usually more than a handful of hours in uh any i was gonna say at night but i will gonna sleep at night 24 hours span a few hours at most my mind's always going um and i often thought about you know i remember i think it was the last time i saw you um until recent times i it was after you brought me to buy my first guitar when i was 12 my birthday and you showed up at our house and you had some beef with uh the stepdad and um i remember coming to the door and and saying like you gotta go or something like that fill me in on that mandy kind of told me you guys spoke about that i
0: yeah, um,
1: it was. It Well,
0: a couple of things. Um, he was on the phone with a, with your gran and just talking some nasty crap. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it's like, um, OK, yeah, you say what you got to say, but you don't have to be a dick about it. And I jumped on the phone and then he started being a dick to me. And I said, well, I doubt you'd say any of that shit to my face. <laughs> and um, he said, oh, yeah. And I'm like, great. I'll be right over. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh I, you know and, and at that point you know I wasn't a small dude um
1: I wasn't oh huge. you weren't you're pretty in shape yeah I remember
0: and uh, so I showed up at the door and I said well here I am you know fucker say what you got to say let's go you know <laughs>
2: yeah. and
0: um you know he started backing up and your mom came down the stairs and he stood behind her and then he just walked away <laughs> and walked up the <laughs> stairs and I'm like, where are you going? I'm right fucking here. Let's do this. If we're going to do this, quit, quit talking about it and let's do it. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't care. I didn't, you know, I, I still, you say that he's a Navy seal. Um, I mm-hmm. have my doubts um, just based on, you know, how he acts, how he behaves and, and what mm-hmm. I know about him. But you know, I'm. I don't care if he was or if he wasn't. I mean, if I got my ass handed me, I'd get my ass handed to me. It wouldn't have been the first time,
1: you know. Exactly. It's yeah. I feel the same. And I actually, I have seen photographic evidence because I doubted that too um, most of my life.
2: Yeah. Anyways, Sorry,
1: anyways, yeah. yeah. Um, and and then and then. So the... didn't I come up and talk to you at that point or something?
0: No, right? there, it was a couple days uh, later. Um, we were driving by the house. I think, um, I was with Gran at the time and she had like, I don't remember if it was birthday present or card or something. You were out Mm -hmm. in the front yard and, um, we never got out of the car. I just rolled the window down and you were out there. I'm like, Hey, Jason, you're like, you gotta go. I'm like, are you okay? And you're like, you, you've got to go. This is going to be bad for me. And at the time I didn't understand what this is going to be bad for me meant. Um, I just thought maybe you'd get grounded or something because, you know, there was no violence. Um, when I was growing up, um, with your mom, there, there was no violence. There was just the psychological bullshit that, that, you know, our mom put on us, which Mm -hmm. is a longer story for a different day that probably will never come for me. But, um, you know, that's, that's all that there was. So, you know, I, in, in my brain, the violent part of it never, there was no scenario that, that right. happened until you showed up with the bruises on your face and she wouldn't let you talk. Then I'm like, wait a minute, something's going on. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah literally, I mean, in the, that's,
1: that's, I think where I was trying to go with that is, yeah. um, uh, well, first of all, how would you? I mean, that's not normal. Yeah.
0: Um, that and that was you know,
1: unless it's your reality, you wouldn't think such things. Cause you're not know, that kind of guy.
0: Yeah, hundred um, percent. And and that was the last time that I saw you for what thirty twenty nine years. Yeah, 30 too years.
1: Long, yeah. And I, uh, like I was saying, uh, a lot of the times, I, I mean, even up to recent times, and I, I've gotten pretty adept at uh, pushing family and everything else out of my head uh where i you know I've mastered that whether it's healthy or not push it on my mind not even thinking about it but uh, throughout the years um even up until somewhat recent times before you know we reconnected i would think about it like man you know i, I knew it probably had the same kind of effect on you that it would have had on me um, and I, I, I really did worry about it, um, uh, you know, thinking, man, you know, he probably is out there somewhere thinking he could have done something or stepped in. Um, and that's why when we start talking, uh, we reconnected. That was one of the first things I said, you know, is, uh, you know, there, the, it's the truth. It's not a, uh, you know, make you feel good thing. There, there's absolutely nothing you could have done. I mean, you could have brought him in front of a judge with me, everything else. I, I just, it, it wouldn't have mattered. There's there's nothing. It was very insidious, uh, you know, well-planned out, methodical, uh, leave no evidence usually. Well, Man. some of the time anyways, Yeah. or at least evidence that can't be, you know, explained or blamed on something else, so... I, I did I, I really thought about that a lot uh, throughout the years um, was man I hope he's you know wherever he is you know <laughs> I, I hope he's doing awesome um, like I've said to you before I, you're the one positive uh, male role model I've ever had in my life um, plain and simple the rest I mean to this day I, I have a hard time um, connecting with guys um, to this day, I get along with women much better, um, because of that, um, mm. and how I grew up where it's not an automatic, you know, on alert, ready to go, whichever well, I am anyways, uh, since the military, especially, yeah. um, I'm trying to think of the word, uh, the term that's used for that, um, where you're always on, can't shut it off. Um, like hyper awareness. There we go. Yeah. You know, I walk into a room um not even you know consciously i already know the exits uh how many exits they are the best option plan b um you know any obstacles, being people you know if i spotted their weaknesses you know hey he kind of leaned to his right okay well he must have a bad left knee um you know that whole entire i guess almost jason bourne thing yeah Have you ever seen th- those movies where you know yeah. i know I got to hit him here if he stops and all the different scenarios that's that's how i think now um and uh, you know especially since the military and, yeah you know and, and you get trained in on that stuff um and then coming i guess from the background that i've had it's not something you really shake loose and it's pretty benign now i mean you know other than taking up mental bandwidth that uh, i wish i could use elsewhere and i'm getting better at it Mm -hmm. um you know it's an ongoing thing that i i try to keep real you know mindful about but
0: yeah yeah well Um, i mean yeah it's it it, you know unfortunately that kind of upbringing kind of trains you which you know it's it sounds like it's a little bit um, yeah, it trained you and it still is with you. And, and you tried to escape, um, the family. Like when I escaped the family, I just moved out of state. You escaped the family by joining the Navy. So, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um, and, and I know that you touched on it, that you went, you know, to bud school. Um, Mm -hmm. let's pick up your military career from there because, you know, Mm -hmm. you've, you've done some, um, unbelievable things in the military. Um, you know, I I don't want to say good or bad because only you can say if it was good or bad. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. but you've gone and seen uh, a lot of things and you've done some amazing things, um, for a country that nobody knows about. And, um, so yeah, let's, let's, let's pick up. How come you didn't become a Navy SEAL?
1: Yeah. So, um, Growing up, I always wanted to be a rock star,
2: hell yeah, Rambo,
1: (laughs) or an artist. Um, you know, that's always been my thing. So, um, when I went to go join the Navy, I made sure I had in my contract, uh, that I get a shot at Bud's SEAL school. Uh, at the time, I mean, I was pretty in shape and everything else, and um, yeah, so, um, gosh. Went through, you know, boot camp, um, which to me, oddly as it seems, and it, it still kind of, I don't know, shocks me to this day. Boot camp, for me, was a freaking joke. Like, mm-hmm. when are you guys going to, like, when are we really going to get started here? Yeah, like, when, this is, when
0: is the abuse coming? Really? Come on, this is nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then and it kind of let me know where I'm at as a human, I guess, uh, seeing these other people having such a hard time and me not looking down at them, but being like, like, really, dude, this is, you know, Sunday morning brunch, for God's sake, this is nothing. <laughs> and that wasn't trying to be hardcore or anything else. It's just, I mean, it, that was your reality in a way growing up the way I did. Um, <laughs> really it kind of, you know, helped me, um, through my military career. Um, You know, and honestly, it probably helped me to save lives and my own life, really. I I, I breezed through boot camp, went to school, um, got shipped on the pods, uh, and I was there for San Diego. I was there for a little over a month, and uh, basically to be a a Navy SEAL, um, not only you have to be hardcore, but you have to be pretty much the perfect human specimen, meaning you don't have any kind of physical and, of course, mental issues whatsoever. Um, I mean, one of the guys I was there with that was um, uh, originally one of my uh, uh, doormates, uh, he got um, sent back to the fleet, as they call it, uh, meaning, you know, he couldn't continue or failed or quit buds sent back to the fleet, because he had acne on, on his back. And they're afraid that with all the running and, um, you know, all the uh, uh, sea bags, rucksacks, whatever you want to call it, on his back, that it might cause an infection. That was enough to get him dismissed. Hmm. You know, pivots. It's yeah. crazy. So you go through tons and tons and tons of physicals. I mean, anybody that's ever been through a boot camp already knows that, uh, regardless of uh which branch it is you you know the the physicals are insane i'll step it up tenfold for uh uh bucks so i i got there and did pretty well actually uh you know for the first little over a month did a special physical um where they actually um flash blinking lights at you uh different color lights and you have to be able to pick them out and you have about a two second not even two second um, uh, window to be able to call it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up scoring ten out of twelve on the test, and in order to pass it, you have to score eleven out of twelve. So that was enough. Um, back to the fleet I went. Um, that was it. That no, no do overs. No retry. What's that?
0: No do overs. No
2: retry.
1: Uh, I'm calling. It's just. It's like. You know, missing a leg. If you're missing a leg, you're always going to be missing a leg. Yeah. Uh, you're colorblind to a degree. You're always going to be colorblind. There's, it's not a physical thing where, if I would have worked out more, I could have passed it. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm literally colorblind, slightly, um, which I never even knew. I never even knew. Um, I mean, I scored ten out of twelve, but that was enough. Yeah. Um, they, you need to be perfect, and I, I, I understand why to a degree um but yeah that was enough man that was it um back to the fleet i went which is a really hard blow i mean that's the reason the only reason i joined uh the navy is you know if i'm gonna uh, be in the armed forces i want to be the baddest motherfucker that there is yeah uh you know and who are the baddest the navy zeal so that um that was really tough um Luckily, um, when I went back to the fleet, got assigned uh, to a ship, um, my captain, uh, to this day, I haven't talked to him in a few years, uh, but um, amazing man, amazing man. He, uh, When I uh, uh to my duty station, uh, I met my captain uh, a few days later, and he was thumbing through my um, jacket which is pretty much my service record, Mm -hmm. Um, all the info about me, uh, everything. And he, yeah, he said, well, you know what? They're actually um, kind of developing a new assault boarding teams, um, special op organization. Would you be interested? You'd be a perfect fit. And I said, well, yeah, that's why I joined. I want to be a SEAL, but, hey, I, you know, I'm partially colorblind. Um, long story short, he ended up pushing it through, and uh, I was shipped off just um, back to school—close Yeah uh, close quarter combat school um, boarding up school rather, um, where I spent uh, six, seven months something like that. Um, basically, um, learning how to um, fight within the confined area of a ship. Mm -hmm. um you know close quarters you know you think of a ship um the passageways are maybe four four or five feet wide and maybe six and a half feet tall um and it's steel it's really confined um quarters so yeah that's got shipped there and went through that school and then I got assigned. Um, I won't say the ship's name. Um,
0: yeah, I don't want you to get in trouble. respect um,
1: <laughs> to, uh, my shipmates, you know, I, I, I don't want to whatever, but it's, uh, it's, a FFG it's a guided missile frigate, uh, Perry hazard class. Basically, um, they were commissioned, uh, in the early eighties to fight, and seek out and fight Russian subs. Um, Well, specifically USSR subs, Soviet subs. Mm -hmm. Well, by the time this ship was commissioned, I think it was 86 or 87 uh, when uh, the Soviet Union fell apart. Um, So here's the ship. It's a small ship. Um, I think mine was about 512 feet long. Which, if you're not familiar with ships, sounds pretty big. Um, This is one of the smallest uh, ocean going vessels that the Navy has, or at least had when I was in, um, that was capable of going, you know, pretty much anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the smallest one. And uh, yeah, under 200 guys. Uh, What they ended up doing was turning some of these. Guided missile frigates into special ops platforms, uh, where they would um, go around the world. um, You know, so a lot of them had uh, SEAL teams on them, I believe. Um, Mine, uh, what we did um, was, God, what was our mission statement? Um, To board suspected, uh, to board vessels suspected of carrying large and small arms with the intent of smuggling them into the United States or Canada. Um, and that's what we did. Um, we'd get Intel, uh, in the South Pacific, mind you, that's mm-hmm. where we operated. Okay. Uh, South Pacific, uh, we get Intel about a ship, um, that they might be smuggling, you know, whatever it might be, um, tons of, uh, you know, automatic machine guns to missiles to Weaver and ended up um, finding two dirty bombs, atomic bombs where that were um, made out of um, some of, uh, I think it was uh, Russian, like the uh, atomic or uh, um, nuclear waste, you mm-hmm. know, from like their power plants. It's yeah. a dirty mm-hmm. bomb is where, yeah, basically it's um, nuclear atomic um material that is scrap or whatever else when the ussr fell apart uh nobody was keeping an eye on anything so that stuff got sold in the black market and you know so it got turned into um you know mini nuclear bombs so we end up actually busting um we end up busting two ships or one ship and finding two of those on one ship actually so um anyways i'm getting carried away here um
0: That's that's yeah that's incredible What's that? I said that's incredible that you guys went in and and uh, you know st- stopped two dirty bombs from coming into the U.S. That's that's amazing.
1: Oh, we stopped. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, um, yeah. During my career, um, I was on fifty-eight combat missions, um, meaning 50, 58 boardings, where basically, if you think of um, like the Navy commercials. Uh, With the guys, their faces all painted up black in a little rubber boat with their machine guns out, you know, Um, that was us. They had craned down the boat, it's called the rib boat, rigid hull inflatable boat is what it stands for. And uh, basically under the cover of darkness at night, uh, we'd run dark, meaning all the ship lights would be turned off when we were uh, approaching the vessel within, I don't know, 20, 30 miles of it, kill the lights sneak up within a mile or two um and then yeah me i was part of an eight-man team uh they crane down uh the rip boat uh we'd get in and we would basically just put over there and um yeah yeah hop on board and get to work um some of the times get get uh, to
0: work Uh, that's that that has a different meaning mm -hmm. though get to work has a different meaning (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I suppose, huh? <laughs> um, get to work. Basically, the other the other guys on my ship, uh, the rest of the crew, called us the goon squad. Um, you know, basically we go whack and stack them, man. Um, a little pedaling backwards here. Um, a lot of these vessels, I actually every single one that I've been uh, that I've boarded. Um, Recruited by South American uh, men, um, basically uh, the whatever terrorist organization. Um, they're too big of pussies to actually go and do this themselves. So what they do is find, you know, Pablo in a, you know, Chile or Peru, um, hire him um, to actually be a part of the crew for the ship with all explosive guns bombs whatever the hell it was um to try to sneak it up uh into america or canada Mm -hmm. um you know they'd never get their own hands dirty so um anyways there's only 56 out of the 58 boardings i did um the average career um for somebody in boarding ops uh they they do about 20 to 25 um Combat deployments. I did, yeah, 58 and 56 of them uh, resulted in complete casualties on the ships that we boarded or boats. Um, and the reason why is, um, well, yeah, I'll just tell the story. Uh, the first it was my first boarding. Uh, we actually ended up taking all four. is only is a small little boat. Um, only uh, four guys. Uh, we ended up taking them prisoner. Uh, they're Chileans. And we are maybe a 1,000 miles out from the Chilean coast. And um, so we took the prisoner, brought him back on board. Um, Their Navy ended up coming out uh, to pick them up. You know, we turned them to their country. And by (laughs) Chilean Navy, uh, it looked more like a rusted-out, you know, fishing boat. But anyways, they picked (laughs) these guys up, these four guys, and... um, they were less than a football field away from us uh they made sure that we could see it they lined all four guys up out on uh the fantail of the ship uh, on their knees and went down one by one uh you know executing them uh hmm. you know around to the back of the head and then booting them into the ocean um and this is my first boarding this wow. is like you know we, we did a great job. Uh, we didn't end up even having to fire around. We secured everybody, mm-hmm. you know, it got them back on our ship. Good job. Hey, this ain't so bad. This is nothing. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> uh, very misleading to what my career ended up actually turning into. Um, the reason they do that is uh, the Chileans did that is, you know, uh, America being what it is, Um, the, these countries in South America do not want to look like dumbasses or be embarrassed by, uh, you know, their people in front of the Americans, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the vibe I got at the time, um, I don't know if it's still the case is that, you know, the, the government's down there pretty much, you know, go ahead, do whatever they're going to turn a blind eye or. At least they're not gonna spend resources trying to stop these people from doing crazy shit like that but you better goddamn not embarrass us in front of the americans hmm. um which is why 56 of uh, the 58 boardings i did result in complete casualties because these guys knowing this only gave up twice um you know they they had no incentive to stick their hands up because they're dead yeah um You know, which ended up getting kind of, as the years went by, got kind of heavy on me. You know, Um, at that age, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, you know, you're invincible. You don't think about these kind of things or the uh, reaches it has or why these people are doing what they're doing. You know, they're just bad guys. Yeah. You know, hey, they don't want to give up. Cool. Fucking kill them. Yeah. You know, uh, not a problem. Uh, you know job done let's get in the port and have a beer cool Uh, as I got older you know it's, these guys didn't have a choice I mean they had a choice but not good ones you know uh, you get hired to uh, uh, be a part of a crew of a ship for a couple of weeks like these guys um, didn't even know what was on board of these ships it was already put on there mm-hmm. and you know what I mean and here well, you you know, you're a dirt farmer in Peru and, uh, Hey man, we'll pay you three years of, uh, your normal, uh, salary, uh, you know, to go do this, you know, and you got 15 kids, of course you're going to go do it. Yeah. Um, and that's what, you know, and honestly, to this day, I still, it's not the easiest thing for me, you know, to still kind of deal with. Yeah. Wrap your, uh, wrap
0: your mind around that.
1: Yeah, you start thinking and um, opening your eyes to what's really going on. These weren't bad people, man. Um, that's that's the hardest part. You know, did I was it still necessary? Yes. Um, if if we wouldn't have been there, or other similar forces wouldn't have been there, um, there would have been more 9/11 type attacks. Period. It's not even questionable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's shocking, actually, how little even at the time how how little the american public knows about what's really going on man mm. um and day to day the people that are dying even outside of uh being in tech war technically um i mean it's crazy absolutely crazy um but yeah so i mean it needed to be done uh, but it's a whole lot easier uh you know <laughs> To, to end people's lives if they're you know um,
0: if they're the bona fide bad guy, not a farmer from Chile
1: yeah, Osama bin Laden looking guy or whatever else not being racist but yeah the you know technical bad guy yeah no, these guys weren't bad you know they didn't even know what's going on. Um, the thing that's kept me from you know jumping off the roof is that uh, it was necessary. Um, you know, for the greater cause because whether they knew or not, good guys or not, they're bringing that stuff, trying to bring that stuff up here where, you know, you might be shopping with your kids and next thing you know, you know, there's an explosion. That would have happened. Um, How it hasn't to this day other than 9-11 shocks the ever-living shit out of me. Just by the amount of uh, contraband and everything that we seize, it's absolutely shocking. I, I I don't know how it hasn't happened mm-hmm. honestly um
0: well I, I think so, yeah, I, I, mean, I think it's because that was um, uh, the intelligence yeah, I think it's because the intelligence community um is yeah. hopefully doing their job, you know I mean everybody says, yeah, ooh, intelligence you mean lack of intelligence community blah blah mm-hmm. blah but you know I mean, Honestly, if it wasn't for like you said, you guys got into intel on these ships and you would track them, board them, and seize whatever they had. And and um, you yeah. know, you know, so it's
1: pretty. You're you're exactly right. Like you know, it's a big joke. You know, um, uh, the intelligence community that there is no intelligence, and in some things maybe, but here, man, I mean, I think twice. Or no, it was only once. Only once we boarded. Out of the 58 boarding parties I was a part of once, did we board a vessel and nothing was seized. Out of mm. One out of 58. That's wow. insane. That's ridiculous good information. Yeah, that's really good. Right there. Yeah, really good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, the, the stuff that goes down day to day, that was one of the other things that really stuck with me r- almost right off the bat. Um, you know, within the first month of um being stationed on this ship, um, you know, I had two people on our ship died. We weren't it wasn't even 9-11 yet. This was like two thousand ish, I wanna say. Um you know, one of them being um my team leader, um, you know, who took a couple took a couple rounds uh to the back of his head and end up you Know dying about a foot and a half away from me. Hmm. Um, you know, then I end up uh, being promoted to team lead. Um, I ran my own eight man crew. Um, I mean, under an officer, I'm an enlisted guy. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's absolutely crazy, even before 9 11 of all the stuff that goes on that you never see on the news. I just, I remember standing on my shit and just being literally just shocked, dumbfounded by, wow. And how in the hell is this kind of, you know, Wild West type shit, not even on the goddamn news, you know? Um, You know, because they formed these um, assault boarding ops teams before 9-11. Um, to start seizing stuff, I mean, and you remember the coal got bombed and everything yeah. else, so yeah, yep. um, yeah, it's 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 crazy, man. Yeah, so. and
0: and your ship actually was going after those guys, right? The guys that bombed, yeah, the USS after coal? the coal
1: got bombed, we ended up chasing one of the fast boats down, um, and we were cooking at about 30 30 ish knots, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty. You know pretty damn fast it's about
0: 34 um, miles an hour or so that? yeah it's about 34 mile an hour
1: mm-hmm. yeah yep and for a 514 or 13 foot long vessel to be going 30 some miles per hour yeah that's smoking i mean that's quick man
0: yeah that's moving. um
1: we're going after them and this is you know uh towards uh the end of my career i've already been you know stabbed up 12 times shot twice um wait 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 wait,
0: different... wait 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 you were stabbed what how many times were you stabbed
1: 12 12 times total
0: 12 times you were stabbed on these boarding times, yeah. missions
1: hmm?
0: on the boarding missions you were stabbed 12 times oh, and shot twice oh
1: yeah yep 12 times um yeah over one two three incidences um yeah, the first time, um, you can see to any of the pictures, if you see my left hand, um, across the top of my wrist, you can see, you know, a huge slash star, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, that, that was, I think, my fourth or fifth um, mission, uh, or uh, combat deployment I was on, mm-hmm. um, where we... Uh, uh, got on the rib boat, went after him, um, boarded a, a pretty big ship. Um, it was almost like a, a cargo container, uh, ship type size anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and being the bull, uh, meaning I'm first on, um, that was the position. That's what we called it. I don't know why the bull first <laughs> one on, um, I jumped up. We didn't need a ladder or rope. Um, we went up to the uh, fan tail of the ship, which is the aft, uh, most part, or the rear of the vessel, I mm-hmm. guess, um, where we could reach up and pull ourselves up. And, uh, yeah, I, I jumped up, grabbed on the, to the ship, started pulling myself up onto the deck, just in time uh, to see a very unhappy man running towards me, and uh, he ended up catching me. Um, with a kind of homemade, I don't know, bush knife almost. I don't know what the hell it was or is. I had it for years, actually. Uh, I held on to it. You kept it? Uh, Anyways, yeah, got me right across the top of the wrist. Luckily, just as I was pulling myself onto the ship um, and already on deck, um, otherwise, yeah, that would have been bad news, but rolled onto the deck, and then, uh, you know, he kind of stood after me and, slashed down and uh if you see pictures of me on my right arm on the from my elbow almost to my wrist on the outside of it uh, i got a huge scar going all the way down there that was um, a defensive wound um, where i put my arm up to block it Um, because yeah he's going right for my face so did that and luckily um I'm ambidextrous and at the time uh, I was carrying a 45. Uh, that that was one of the, the smart things that the Navy did anyways, is where if you're on uh, these kind of um, special operating teams, uh, you can kind of choose your own weapons, what works best for you mm-hmm. to a degree.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And at the time I had a 45 before I switched to a nine because I was much more accurate with a nine. Um, I had a Dex that I had it on my uh, left hip. So luckily, I put my right arm up, he caught it there and um yeah, I, I uh, well, uh yeah, I took uh my weapon and yeah, ended the situation. Yeah,
0: ended that conflict. Right. Mm. What's that? Ended that conflict, yeah.
1: I'm sorry, what's that?
0: You ended that conflict?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was, um, I got damn lucky. Uh, I mean, I a dexterous. I can, I can shoot a little bit better with my left than my right. Um, a lot of things I, I, I tend to favor my left hand with, um, which is what caused me trouble here over the last couple of months until I got that taken care of. But, um, yeah, yeah. And he ended up falling on me. I ended up having to get an AIDS test because... Uh, he was a big fella. Um, you know, head wounds bleed a lot and uh, fell on top of me. And yeah, after being sliced up like that, my uh, left hand wasn't really wanting to work right. And mm. uh, yeah, I was pinned down on <laughs> with him on top of me for a couple of minutes because it was you know, all hell broke out after you know, why that was happening in full gunfight so you know uh, everybody neutralized uh before they can come and pull this heifer off of me so yeah yeah that was uh baptized in blood they said wow um yeah pretty wild shit, man that's incredible uh, yeah yeah that's that's really incredible one of many crazy stories i have i my backs um you know, I was all stabbed up. I got scars on there. Most of them healed pretty good because we did have a vest and, um, through the clothing, everything else. When, uh, uh that instance happened, um, yeah, it, they didn't go too deep. Thank God. It knocked me out for a minute, but anyways, yeah, I'm getting carried away. Sorry. <laughs> that's,
0: a, that's all right. You know, um, um, this whole, this whole thing is about you and, and what you've gone through and, and how you, you know, overcame it and, and, you know, and everything. And I, and I know that when you guys were uh, chasing that fast boat down, you were, you were talking a little bit about it, where you hit uh, a sandbar right at 34 miles an hour. So. Yeah. 34.
1: Well, yeah. thirty knots 34 miles per hour. Yep. And um, we're going after them. And. You know, I told my team to gear up, get up on deck, um, just in case, you know, uh if we had a jump on board or do whatever, you know, gave the order let's go. And um, I was out on deck, um, double checking my gear, you know, uh everything anyways, double checking my gear, and next thing I know, I'm in midair. Um Flying through the air. We ran aground a shoal and going 34 miles per hour. I was on deck at the time. And from what I was told, because I only remember flying and then nothing for several weeks, but flying through the air, I guess about 30 feet, I was flung um, towards the front of the ship. Well, outside on the deck, um, the ship, it goes, gosh, how do I even explain it? kind of like a rectangle let's say right but at the front the bow kind of flares out um on both sides so i was thrown through the air and smashed my back onto the side of the steel ship 30 feet in the air at about the o2 level uh which is o2 is uh the second level like let's say second story of a building
2: mm-hmm.
1: um smashed into that then went face down in the water uh, of course, I don't remember anything other than thinking, what in the, then nothing. And uh, yeah, when faced on the water. Um, the uh, SAR swimmer, survival, I forget the act, what it means, uh, SAR swimmer, survival swimmer. Uh, it took them three minutes because, you know, everybody was all jacked up. Three guys died um, from being flung about uh, when we collided with the Shoal um he ended up pulling me out of the water about three minutes later i guess uh resuscitating me and next thing i know i'm waking up um the va hospital in hawaii Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and uh wow yeah that's a story unto itself right there man the beginning of uh craziness and uh something that really changed my life right there man more so than uh any other injury uh i ever got from combat
0: yeah well yeah you know i mean because didn't you uh when we were talking earlier didn't you say that you pretty much broke your whole back top to bottom or something
1: yeah yeah i pretty much um compound fractured every vertebrae by back to some degree where um yeah fractured it all up from the top of my neck all the way down to my tailbone from Um, You know, flying 30 feet through the air at 30 miles per hour and smashing into uh, a steel side of a ship. Um, Anyway, yeah, I woke up in Hawaii. I was in a coma for about three-ish weeks, maybe a little bit less. And, um, yeah, so you can only imagine how disorientating that is, uh, waking up going what what's going on
0: <laughs> where am i and i thought I'm i was on a, a i thought i was I on a ship down.
1: they got <laughs> me strapped down to the freaking bed um so i went to rolled out or whatever else i don't know because i was in a coma um so i started freaking out a bit and um i tried you know i undid i tried on doing the restraint and then like trying to move uh, the bottom half of, you know trying to move my legs and i realized i couldn't move my legs um and then i really start freaking out i mean horribly it was a total shit show um <laughs> those poor doctors and nurses man uh, i might not be able to move my legs but um at the time
2: <laughs> um
1: you know the being out at sea is like being in prison there's nothing to do but work and work out so i mean i was like 265 uh under 10 body fat you know, just a shit brick house. And, uh, yeah, just anyways, it just lost my fucking mind. Uh, as you can imagine, I think, you know, that's pretty understandable. Yeah. And, uh, they must, uh, I think they inject me with something, knock me out. I woke back up, middle of the night. And um, long story short, um, I was told I would never, ever walk again. Um, that it damaged my uh, spine too much. Um, and that, uh, yeah, man, tough cookies, man. You're, uh, you're, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. That's an ugly thing to hear, right? What's that? It's an ugly thing to hear.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even just going back to that now, it's, um, uh, that feeling, man of just
0: it's a it's a gut punch i know i've 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 had that to where you know you're <laughs> hey guess what yes,
1: you have you've been there yourself with that like you're disabled there's and nothing <laughs> you could do and i'm a fixer man you Hunt. know right. i take care of problems i fix shit right it's uh, like no problem right. let's go get it let's get it done done
0: yeah and yeah. we're not <laughs> stopping until it's done <laughs> that's that's my mentality it's like okay we're gonna do something we're not stop until it's done and uh, yeah. when, when I was told, you know, in my scenario and which is nothing near like what yours was, but it you was, know, yours is
1: probably worse. It trusting. was,
0: it was a gut punch. hundred yeah. percent gut oh, punch. Oh,
1: totally, man. I mean, I woke up after they knocked me out after I flipped my shit in the hospital. I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you what I was thinking at the time. Oh, uh, and I found that out. I just, I just flipped. I don't. It was all kind of a haze. Um, anyways, they knocked me out. I woke up. It must have been sometime in the morning, uh, early, early morning. I'm talking like 2 or 3 a.m. And uh just woke up and didn't realize where I was for a second, and then it all come flooding back. And um, yeah, it was dark in my um, hospital room, uh, the VA, so it wasn't my own room. There's like three other guys and um i don't want to say that i was serene about it i wasn't exactly but i i didn't freak out this time mm. um i just sat there trying to wrap my head around what i just been told and trying to kick my fucking legs as hard as i can yeah um And not being able to, and just sitting there like, wow, uh, this is my, this is my fucking reality, man. Right. uh, Wow. Uh, And I went, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty numb. Um, It's hard to even remember the next series of days and weeks and months uh, at the beginning anyways. Um, And top of it, I mean, all the damage I did to my spine, I could still feel from my waist up and talk about some pain. Um, I I still deal with it every day to this day, Um, uh, every day. Uh, It's kind of crazy, really, uh, what you really become accustomed to and deal with. Um, I've learned that. So that's, I guess, been a valuable lesson. But anyways, so Yeah. yeah. Um, that was a rough, real rough night. Um, the next day, and just be numbed out, and you know, of course, tons of morphine and everything else, uh, because there was blistering ass pain. But, um, time went on, and the next really coherent thought I had was, uh, I'll take a page out of your book, man. I'm not going down like that. <laughs> um, I absolutely refused, refused. It wasn't even a part of my reality that I would never walk again. It's like, mm. nope, not hearing it. Not, it just—it's not even a possibility. And it wasn't just saying it, but I—it was so, it, you know what I mean? It was inside of me, my soul. It was my it, absolutely no way am I not walking again. I don't give a shit who says what. Fuck you. I'm gonna goddamn walk again i don't care um yeah you know to which i had nurses and doctors saying well no it's good to keep a positive attitude miracles could happen and all that fluff and I say no you, you you don't understand i i'm gonna walk it i'm gonna walk i don't care yeah believe me or not i don't give a shit i'm gonna walk um <laughs> to the point where i think i've told you this before um there's one doctor, uh, the, some of the, VA, maybe things are different now. Some of the VA doctors, uh, bedside manner, they're just not even aware that it exists whatsoever. Right. Cause they're military guys. You're not in there to make people feel warm and fuzzy. You're in there to fix them, get their asses back out, to go do their goddamn job. Yeah. Uh, this guy though, uh, I'll never forget what he looks like. Um, this doctor came up and, uh, yeah, again, I start telling him, you know, I'm going to walk, whatever. I said, well, no, he he pretty much was just stone cold, no feelings. and said, nope, uh, yeah, that's not happening. Um, it wasn't even kind of fluffing me along, like, you never know. Like, nope, nope, no bedside manner. Nope, you're <laughs> done, you know, and was really kind of rude. Um, really, I mean, I would have never, no normal person would treat somebody like that. I had at that point. So, yeah. Um, anyways I, I again start doing that routine like nope not happening you know uh time to figure that out you know sailor yeah. so i said hey doc come here come here because i couldn't get up yeah yeah. and you kind of kind of walked up and said, yeah, yeah what is it I said come here so what i had him get you know nice and close so like i was going to whisper something to him and uh yeah, I popped him right in the head. And if <laughs> busted down a ring for that temporarily, they ended up, you know, pushing that through. But yeah, uh, that's, all, that's how much I absolutely refuse to believe I'd never walk again. I punched the doctor out. Yeah. No way in hell. You ain't stopping me, man. You try saying otherwise, I'm going to fucking hit you.
0: Yeah. And yeah, yeah.
1: Um, sure as shit, man, it took uh, six months. Um, by the fifth month, I was kind of able to kind of get out of the chair and put somewhat like even you've seen i'm sure like uh, rehabilitation centers where they have like a it looks like a wooden bridge almost of sorts with the rails you know yep. um to kind of support yourself i could i could start putting weight on my legs and within a month um while holding on to those i could walk underneath my own weight um long story short uh 18 months later i couldn't run um yeah man um they say that uh you know the, the mind's a powerful thing um i believe that through and through and through man um you know we shape our reality uh by our thoughts and yeah i uh it, find all the x-rays, the doctors, everybody else. This is too damaged, pulverized, on and on and on. And um, while I heard them, I didn't accept it. Not to myself. This yeah. is just, this is not my reality. It's not going to be my reality. Yep. I don't care. I'll do anything to make sure this isn't my reality. And yep. uh, once you know, that's what ended up happening.
0: Yep, yep. Yeah, it, it, it really can... Um, it can help you a hundred percent and it can really hurt you. Your brain just depends on, on which path you allow your brain to, to walk down. Um, you know, thankfully, you know, for you and I, we chose the, guess what? We're not, we're not going out like that. And, you know, every day uh, for me, and, and I'm sure probably five times harder than mine but for you is to—it's a conscious decision to, you know, not go out like that. Every day you wake up, it's like, okay, cool. I woke up first off, yeah, that's a good sign. I opened my eyes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Second sign is sorry, I was able sorry. to put Come my ahead. my feet on the ground. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's the second uh, awesome thing that's happened today. Third thing is is well. I'm walking to the bathroom. that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I might be bouncing off the walls a little bit, but I'm walking to the bathroom so um, right. you know it's it's uh it's that mindset you know and how easy is it to just say, well, you know guess what um, I'm never gonna walk again. woe is me. I'm just gonna sit here and waller and wail and feel bad and mm-hmm. sorry and and all that you and um, unfortunately, a lot of people do take that road and. And sometimes it's, it's just, you know, sometimes it's totally just, um, you know, uh, but for me, it it wasn't that way. And for you, it wasn't that way. So, you know, I'm glad that you chose to, you know, fight. I mean, you're a fighter. I mean, look at, look at everything you've survived up to that point. Why wouldn't you fight that?
1: You know, know, I've, I've always been kind of a all or nothing type of guy. Either I'm doing it, 100% 100% or I'm not touching it and really for me it, um, with this uh, incident anyways it wasn't even a choice in my mind I, I mean I can't have a hard time putting it into words it wasn't even an option mentally for me anyways it didn't even run through my brain it was absolute refusal to go down that way I yeah. don't care I don't care who says what fuck you yeah. uh, I'm I'm kicking it through, and that's, no, that's not me. That's not going to happen. I refuse to believe it. Um, And, yeah, I mean, God only knows if I would have, you know, listened to that doctor, uh, or the doctors, and especially that doctor, uh, if I would have just been like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll just hit my pain pump and get another injection of morphine and sit here and cry for a little while. Yeah. Which, I mean, all honesty, I did. I mean, that is, it was freaking brutal. Um, I didn't even call my mom at that point. Um, They were unable to get a hold of her at that time as my emergency contact contact person uh, because they had changed their number um, just previously or switched to cell phones and whatever it was. And I didn't even tell her, I, nobody even knew I was there, mm. um, and talk about a lonely feeling, man. Um, you know, I, of course was single, um, it, it was ridiculous. I, I don't know if, what it was, but I, uh, shame maybe of anybody even witnessing me in that state and the absolute refusal to go along with what they're telling me, mm. you know, um, mm. it's not happening. I don't care. Yeah. Um, you know and uh there's something to be said for that you know it's yeah i mean yeah i'm, I'm not all one of those people that think that uh you can uh, you know mentally cure yourself of everything in the whole entire world but there's something there man you know what i'm saying yeah um, yeah 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 the there is mind there's... is much more powerful and they teach you that um you know, during like they did for me uh, during boarding off school. Um, you know, the mind over matter thing—that's that's a big part. Uh, especially, you're being trained for combat. Yeah, um, yeah. Hey, you know, where 100 percent, 100 percent. It is true. amazing if you apply that. Um, you do. You you know your thoughts become your reality. Uh, you know how far I don't know, but uh, I mean it worked for me.
0: Yeah. It, 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 you know, it does work. Um, but you're right. You know, um, there's some things that, you know, you just can't fix, you know, um, even with the best positive mental, you know, attitude, you know, and that's, that's sad. I mean, but I, I look at it, um, you know, this way, you know, I'm never going to get better from what I have. Right. So, um, me having a positive mental attitude, um, hopefully that, shines out from me and you know I can lift you know other people up. It's 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 like you know a stupid Facebook meme I saw today. <laughs> and uh it said that, you know, you you know lighting somebody else's light um without and I'm paraphrasing because I have a crappy memory. So but it's basically it's like don't put somebody else's down, you know, light their light and bring, make the room brighter, basically, right? Oh, yes. So. I love um, that. Yeah. And and it, instead of like, you know, remind them of their strengths and not their weaknesses to make the room brighter. Um, yeah. So. Amen. So, uh, you know, it's the, you, me trying to have positive mental attitude. And some days I really struggle with that. Today's kind of an off day for me because I'm just, you yeah. know, I'm just wiped. But, um, yeah. you know, there, I still try, you know, I still try to, you know, be positive um, with anybody that I come in contact with because life right. is just, you know, and you've witnessed it. Life is way too damn short and right. way too damn fragile to be
1: just a jackass. <laughs> well, put. you know, th- that's just it, too. And Here's the thing, man. I mean, yeah, y- you may not ever, you know, recover or, um, you know, heal what you're going through. Um But being positive and enjoying life is very much a choice regardless of what circumstances you are in.
0: Yeah, it yeah. is. 100% a
1: choice. Hmm.
0: What's 100% it's a choice. You can choose to be happy or sad. You can choose to be, you Absolutely. know, whatever. Whatever it is you choose to be. It's like somebody somebody asked me yeah. no, I'm
1: sorry, I don't need to keep interrupt. No, that's
0: fine. That's fine. It's somebody asked me one time, hey, can you change mm-hmm. the weather? And what would you answer to that? Jason, can you change the weather? No. I disagree. You can change the weather. You no. can get on an airplane and fly someplace else. And guess what? You just change the weather. Um, I love that. Now, the person that that gave me this turned out to just be it's just a jackass, honestly, just a dink. Um, but that was the one thing that he told me that we, we talked about once that stuck with me. It's like, it doesn't matter what situation you're in. You can always change the weather.
1: I love that. That's beautiful, man. You know, if you go about life thinking of that way, I mean you know it, it, i love that it's like a hack okay i'm put here uh, i'm in this it's raining but here's a little life hack i'll just hop on a plane and get around it or deal with it you know yeah th- and that's what it that's what it all comes down to man is um you know especially after i got out of the navy after all this i mean i had a really hard time
0: yeah well uh, yeah your trials didn't you know, end didn't end there i mean it they just got i would almost say worse
1: yeah oh yeah i mean i was not well um you know I, all the trouble i started i mean i was a freaking disaster uh, i was the i was the guy that uh you know you're friends with that hey let's go out tonight oh yeah, let's not call Jason. We don't want to be in another bar fight or some <laughs> other absolute insane crazy shit to go down. That dude's insane. I was that guy for a lot of years, um, you know, and it wasn't, it was, it was not knowing how to
2: um,
1: deal uh, with everything I went through from, you know, my childhood through combat through everything, uh, not knowing how to deal with it. And more, you know, letting my feelings turn into actions uh, and just letting them rain free. Because one way or another, if you got that stuff deep down inside, right, um, it's coming out. Uh, whether you want to, you can suppress it only to a certain point. Um, and, you know, maybe you can keep it suppressed for life, but it's going to seep out, you know, like, gas leak, where it just, you know, makes everybody around you, it just, it affects everything. Um, You know, so that's kind of, you know, after all that ugliness, uh, failed marriage, um, nobody wanting anything to do with me because I was a freaking loose cannon. Um, And then me literally getting to the point again, uh, I don't know, four or five years ago where um, Well, you know, the way I was raised is there's no such thing as mental health. It's stop being a pussy, pull yourself up and get the fuck to. You yeah. know, stop dicking around, stop whining. Um, and yeah, the thought of um, mental health or, God forbid, uh, medication or seeing uh, a psychiatrist or a counselor, I mean, that was like the biggest taboo growing up. Yeah. Um, which is a damn shame because. You know, as I've gotten older and separated myself, that's what they need the most. That would be their saving grace.
0: Hundred percent. You know, yeah.
1: But it's it's, you know, Satan pretty much in their eyes. And um yeah, I I remember fucking, and I believe that that's how I was raised, you know, willing our reality. Um, you know, that's so yeah, I that's what I believed. I finally got to the point not all that long ago, about four or five years ago or something like that, um, where I was like, OK, look, uh, I'm self-destructive, um, you know, I've I been through hardcore drug addiction afterwards. Um, I call it really homeless where I <laughs> uh, sounds crazy and it probably is. But I, I basically uh, in Washington, um I was managing a bar restaurant, gave it all up. Everything fell apart in my life and moved to the top of a mountain. And was making knives, you know, just to get away from civilization. I just lost it. I was done, fed up. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I do not care anymore. F everything. F the world. I'll be on my mountain. Leave me the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was it for a year, um, you know. But finally, then I, I came back to Minnesota, and uh, it's just it didn't get better, even though I was kind of trying. It's always the thing that you least want to deal with that you need to deal with, the thing you avoid avoid the most. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can do everything else. You can work on everything else. Is that deep lurking feeling, the thing that you push aside. Uh, that you might not even totally consciously notice that you're avoiding is the thing you need to face face your demons and uh, That was my thing is like, okay, I was so low so down so fed up where while getting help um, You know was the biggest taboo where it was like, okay, you know, what's the alternative? Okay, I'll fucking die Because I was dying. Mm. Um, and I, I really was, um, you know, how I made it even to that point. It's a freaking miracle. But, uh, yeah, that's how I looked at it. Like, okay, what's the worst? It's going to kill me. Hm, I'm okay with that. I'm going to face my shit. So I went to the VA, and I spent um, the next year, twice a week, um, talking to a the therapist. And, um, yeah, man, um, it changed my life. Um, it helped me to recognize things. I mean, I, at that point, I mean, I know we had a screwed up family and I knew it was not normal. (laughs) Um, I knew what I went through, um, in the Navy and what I went through, through, you know, and all the trap houses totally, you know, on every kind of freak, all that stuff. I I knew it wasn't normal, but it it helped me put in perspective. You know what I mean, talking to the therapist and um, saying, wow, it, it helped me sort my things out and go and point out the things maybe I didn't want to deal with. But I, I fearlessly did so out of the fact that I, I, I had to get to the point of, you know what, the alternative is death. So whatever, I might as well. And uh, it was life changing. Um, yeah. You know, anybody that knows me now. Um, can attest to it. Um, yeah, I, I'm the same guy, but totally different. Um, I've always believed in positive thinking and everything else like that, but I really put it into play. Um, and not the kind of silly, you know, way too optimistic type of, you know, happy Monday morning, all, you know, that kind of <laughs> crap. Yeah, I, I, I hate that shit. But realistically, but if, if you have the choice, you know, look at it. Or bitch about it. I I, you know, I really gave it a shot and man Just the last couple of years here um, I can for the first time in my life say that I am Genuinely happy and I love life and I love myself. I've never been able to say I didn't like myself. Yeah Um, You know, I spent majority of it, you know hating myself because hey, you know you growing up you told that you're a worthless piece of you know shit, lethargic you, you know it's kind of like the dog you kick a dog long enough uh, the dog starts thinking that it deserves it you know what i mean yeah and that it, it, same with human beings you get kicked around so long uh, for long enough and that's just that's that's your reality man and yeah, uh, yeah it's it's been amazing man
0: yeah, you've uh, you've really traveled um, some some pretty crazy crazy life roads, um, and you've you know thankfully managed to survive every single one of those days, um, good, bad, or ugly. Um, yeah. And you know the whole uh, you know if you've ever listened to you know to any and all of the podcasts, I, I typically tell a, you know, one of the things I say either when I start or when I end is that I'm glad that you've managed to survive every one of your crappy days so far. And congratulations, you've survived hundred percent of them. You're a winner. All you're, right. you're doing it. Um, oh, you, you've done that, it. Man. Thank you. Yeah, you've done it. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, again, part of me, you know, being your uncle is, man, I wish I could have done more when you were a kid to help. I know I couldn't have, um, but you know, you can always wish, right? Wish in one hand, crap in the other. Um, All right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, I, I, sincerely meant it when we were talking earlier, um, because I used to take care of you when you were a little kid, um, before your mom married your stepdad. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think taking care of you and your little brother, um, helped shape you know, the kind of dad that i am now because um you know i was i was just a kid myself at the time but it, it helped me um you know really think about okay what kind of you know family life do i want for for me do i want do i want what my sister has no do i want what i had growing up no you know, what do I want? It really helped me bring that into perspective. Brings it
1: into perspective kind of makes you confront it, I guess. Huh? Yeah,
0: it really and truly did. And that's why when I finally said I'm I'm done with this, you know, situation that I was in and I packed all my shit in my car and moved. Um, yeah. I, I you know, I didn't know what I was looking for, but at the same time, I knew exactly what I was looking for.
1: Oh, I love that. Right. And You're Right. I love that. And.
0: Um, I found it and together we've created, you know, my success story. And I think, you know, you going through all of that stuff that you've gone through and then, you know, making that conscious decision to go to the VA, to talk to somebody twice a week, which I, I know because we share, you know, some of the same DNA, um, that's a fucking hard thing to do. (laughs) You know, hardest
1: thing I avoided with every fiber, every, every bit of me trying to avoiding that, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: And, and you did it, man. You plowed through it and you survived them 100% because man, I I know that they bring up feelings and they bring up all this stuff to the surface that you are forced to look in the mirror at. And, um, you know, I haven't had a professional do that with me. I've kind of just self, I don't know. Psychologized to myself. I don't know Never. what to call it, <laughs> but, um, I've had to look in the mirror long and hard a few times and, and yeah, it's, it can be ugly. And, uh, so
1: what's important though, It, it is, is important. you gotta do it. You know, you gotta go through the dark forest, man, to get into you know the meadow or whatever you know,
0: <laughs> to right? wherever whatever paradise looks like to don't you
1: do do right? that <clears throat> go through life kind of you know half asleep because they're afraid to kind of take that look like you're saying man yeah it, it's so important it is important. you know i mean what do you got to lose you know so uh, so you
2: you never touched... as
1: hard as you think it's gonna be the hardest part is when anything is just getting started
0: yeah that first step Yep. taking that first step. Now, um, you alluded to it a little bit ago, the success that you're having now. So after mm. all of the crap, I mean, we've heard what you've gone through. We heard how you got through it. So what is success for you right now?
2: Well, uh, <laughs> uh,
1: It's, you know, it's, I'll start by saying that, um, you know, uh, with Mandy, um, she's, I, you know, I, I've always been told that I have talent for art and whatever else. And I, I never believed it. It's like, uh-huh. They're being nice. I still kind of struggle with the whole entire imposter syndrome type,
2: yeah. you know,
1: mind frame. But, uh, Mandy has been a guiding light. Um, her belief in me has made me have belief in myself and really, you know, is, pretty much forced me to take credit for my own success and talent. Um, I always wrote myself off and that kind of stuff. Anyways, um, as gosh, a year, year and a half ago, um, as you know, um, I ended up getting Mandy her dream car, a Lexus, for her birthday. And sadly, three months later, um, she ended up going off the highway Uh, I don't know, 60, 70 miles per hour, um, Mm -hmm. launching through a grove of trees, ping-ponging through them, then launching, I don't know how far into a creek, and um, basically, oh, thank God, she was in uh, a Lexus with all the side airbags and everything else. You've seen uh, the photos of the car. I've never seen such a horribly wrecked vehicle and it was a survivor. Um, Honestly, I I just never have. She ended up getting airlifted to the hospital. Um, And yeah, the amount of injuries she went through, um, I mean, holy cow. Um, She texted me her uh, uh, one of the doctor reports um, just recently uh, listing all of her original injuries. I mean, we're talking multiple breaks in the right leg, fractures all The way through the left, uh, right, uh, her right leg bone was sticking through the skin, uh, busted ribs, busted sternum, uh, busted shoulder, busted arm. Her other arm was busted, her left arm. Uh, She ended up having uh, significant nerve damage that um, we're still dealing with now. uh, busted jaw, um, busted, no, I mean, just on, I mean, it's a ridiculous amount of injuries. She, she ended up, um, getting, it was insane. She was in the hospital ICU for a month. Uh, and then she didn't leave the hospital for another three months. Um, yeah, it's just, just absolutely crazy. So, uh, she ended up finally being able to come home. Um, and, Just as that was going on, and, you know, thank God, everything happens for a reason. I had just started uh, SailorMade, um, my uh, leather company. And, uh, you know, at first I was thinking, oh, you know, what poor timing. You know, we started off a new company. The plan was, you know, she'll work, keep her job. I'm going to be part-time because I was working at Tandy Leather at the time. Uh, I'll, I'll keep that part time and do, you know, for the next year, year and a half and, you know, it'll be good. Um, this happened and, uh, of course she couldn't work and yeah, it it was actually a blessing. Um, at that point for probably six, seven months out of the last year plus, she was on bed rest. I mean, I would have to literally come in here and pick her up to bring her to the bathroom. Um, You know, she went to uh, initially the hospital. um, The doctor wanted her to go to assisted living uh, recovery place for a month, which was absolutely horrible. I won't even go into it. Um, And there's just no way, there's no way I was going to allow her to sit somewhere else and for me not to take care of her. it, it, there's just no way, uh, not even happening, not even a decision. It's not happening, and just total blessing. If I, you know, I, I originally I thought it was a curse starting my company. Well, that's the only reason I was able to take care of her, and still be able to provide for my household.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it was through Sailor Mate, so mm-hmm. totally crazy. Because I set up a shop in, in one of her extra uh, rooms in the house here, and. Um, yeah it, it was nuts man she was uh she still doesn't have any use of her left arm really um everything else is pretty much healed she does go in for surgery here again to get more of the hardware removed from her legs and start poking through her skin like she ended up pulling out a wire that poked through her skin You. Just, she's she's been she's a she's an absolute champion um and She's got a pretty uh, absolute amazing story too. She's a survivor and she does it with a smile and uh she's the most genuine caring person I think I've ever met.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, who, just just who so really cares. Just she, just she so wants
1: to know and she cares. She will set herself on fire uh you know, just to keep you a little bit warmer type of person. Yeah. Just uh, just so anyways, we're clear though. Yeah, yeah, just so we're um, clear
0: though, Jason. Yeah. Um,
1: get me back online. Here. Yeah. <laughs> just so
0: we're clear, um, your success isn't her accident. Your success is her.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know what? That's, and I, I thank her all the time for that. Yeah. Um, actually, cause, uh, you know, she's still recovering. She can't work right now. Yeah. And, um, as I would, you know, she's feeling like, gosh, I'm. starts getting down herself. She, that she can't, contribute you know i mean she can't work right now she's still going to physical therapy everything else i mean there's really good news um coming up here for that i'll tell in a second but you know um and i say "Uh -uh, stop stop right there you're the reason that this is all possible Mm -hmm. and like i probably would have and probably still would think i'm you know she thinks i'm just being nice or whatever else like no, if you would have encouraged me and you know had belief in me uh i never would you think i would have just started my own thing i've known since forever that i should you know always want to work for myself and i probably need to uh, i didn't have the confidence she gave that to me yeah um, and just her genuine belief in love um so, yeah, uh, yeah, and that was behind it. Uh, so, yeah, that allowed me to work here um, from home, do my own thing, start my own company. Um, and it's been amazing, man. Um, I was hoping for, well, I should probably say what I do. I do um, traditional leather working and crafting, um, meaning um, I make all kinds of stuff, um, custom-made bags, purses, wallets, uh, belts, gun cases. Ga- I mean, the gamut of uh you know anything leather you'd really want other than clothing or shoes um yeah so i forget where i was even going there yeah yeah so so the success Uh, is
0: is that you're you're seeing now is that you are um you survived everything you've survived the childhood you survived the military you survived all of the injuries that you sustained there you survived the um mountain man rendezvous we'll call it that that you were on in washington <laughs>
1: drug addiction the drug and, addiction and so much more yeah you've and, and, you've survived you know what i just i just went for it and um i started and again thanks to many the positive positive way of looking at things yeah I've, I've never been a poor me type of person but definitely not always positive and that made all the difference too and um yeah man since then i Within a week and a half of start my company, I started getting, um, you know, two to three custom uh, orders um, a week. And in my business plan, I was hoping for that after six 12 months. And it happened a week and a half. And since then, it's just taken off. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I I, I, I I work in 100 hours plus a week for uh, about a year until I finally slow, slowed it down around Christmas when my hands started swelling up due to um, my stab wound and all the scar tissue, um, which was a good thing. But man, yeah. uh, uh, Long story short, I'm doing absolutely what I love, my passion. um, And I've never, eh, I didn't think it'd be, I didn't think it was possible to be this happy. Yeah. Um, You know, it's, it's like kind of finally, it's all paid off, so to speak. I mean, Life is amazing, man. And then reconnect with you um, after our family's bullshit, uh, you know. My role model, uh, you know, my favorite person in the world, uh, you know, split for God knows how long in this summer you came out. I got to hang out with you. I got to meet one of my cousins who, you know, is an awesome guy. Uh, I absolutely love Thomas. Um, You know, we get along. It's just... It's just, now, I, I hate to, to say silver lining, because that sounds like second place. This isn't second place. This is first place plus mm. some, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. And that's, I do. What it,
1: that's what it's been, is just, um, just to keep fighting and uh, just keep pushing, man, and taking risks, uh, chances um, on myself, and just going for it, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Um, so, um, real quickly, I just want to say um, thank you for for doing this. I know um, some of these subjects they're just not easy to talk about. They're not fun to talk about, um, and you know we're what two hours into this. Um, Holy cow! Oh right? Man. It's, uh, um, but it's you know it's. I look at it as, as therapy for both of us, right? you know, I get to, I get to know you a little bit more. Um, hopefully you got to know me a little bit more by listening to my episode and I
2: did, I did.
1: Yeah. Big time.
0: And, and, you know, it, it's helping me, uh, you know, reconnect with you for, you know, to understand what you did, all those years that we lost, um, you know, due to no fault of our own, but, um, I just want to say a big thank you, uh, for everything that you've done, you've done for this country that went unrecognized, um, all the sacrifices that you made, all the battles that you fought and that you continue to fight, um, you know, that nobody knows about. I want to thank you for, you know, being a true, uh, true champion and, and fighting through those and, and beating those battles 100% of the time. Uh, you know, that's kind of my catchphrase Catch catchphrase catch, catch phrase is 100%. Um, and it's, it truly is, um, you know, uh, we're, we're 100% people. It's we're 100% in, we're 100% out. Uh, I'm going to fight 100% of the time. Um, yeah. although today I think I'm at about 45%, um, uh, for me personally,
1: yeah. you know, that's the thing is, uh. You know, I always wonder how much is, you know,
2: um,
1: the atmosphere you're raised in versus blood, you know. And, yeah, it's amazing getting to reconnect with you. And it's like, wow, that's me. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's it's amazing, man. And uh, don't shortchange yourself. Um, I think everybody, uh, all my um, friends uh, that will hear this, uh, they need to listen to your uh, podcast uh, where you talk about your story. I mean, holy. Mine is, yeah, I deal with physical pain. My back still hurts. Boo-hoo. You, uh, and to keep going and what you're dealing with and going through, you are the inspiration, sir. I mean, nah. Wow, not and even not even just, close. Thank I'm you. I'm so happy that you're doing it. <laughs> you're a quality human being. Thank you but thank you, you, but thank you, but that's death. not it even just, close. Thank you, but that's keep, not yeah, even close. It just makes me happy <laughs> that you're kicking its ass versus it kicking your ass most of the days. Yeah, so. most of the days.
0: So, um hey, as we as we hang up here, um when you see Mandy, give her a big hug from me and tell her thank you for um, you know, encouraging you to to do this, to get your story out there. Um, I know that your story is going to resonate with people. Uh, I don't know. Who, well,
2: hopefully, it's not too
1: boring. I don't know.
0: I I um, don't know who needs to hear it, but somebody needs to hear it, and hopefully, yeah. hopefully they do and they find inspiration in it, as I did. And um, yeah, just want to say a monster thank you and that I love you, kiddo. Oh, thanks, Uncle appreciate you all right and see you later say thank you see you and with that um, we uh, we say goodbye to an, an amazing
2: uh, guy on the podcast so uh, again thanks Jason